You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hello, and welcome to the Real Estate Lowdown. I'm your host, Bill Bimel. Happy New Year. It's 2023, and it has been quite a year to talk about the year past, but you know, beyond that, I wish every one of you listeners the greatest success. May all your dreams and goals come true in 2023 and beyond. And, uh, you know, it's always an exciting time at the beginning of the year because there's so much possibility in the air. So many, you know, new goals people are setting forward and. I just came off a month last month where I did a lot of foreign travel. I was fortunate enough to uh, spend some time in Dubai. I was in Abu Dhabi. I was in Qatar for the World Cup in the early part of, of December and then came back to, to the U.S. for a week to, to finish up the work year and then took my two of my children to South America for the Christmas and New Year's holidays, Christmas Eve and Christmas in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and then New Year's Eve in Cartagena, Colombia. And the reason I say this is today's topic of our episode, I decided to to dedicate to foreign real investment in U.S. real estate market. You know, on the real estate lowdown, you know, we try to cover all areas of the real estate and mortgage market. Now, we're very much in our infancy. We're probably only a couple dozen episodes in to the creation of this podcast. If you like what you see, I hope, or what you hear here, I hope you will ask folks to subscribe and uh, pass the word. Because what we're building is an encyclopedia of real estate and mortgage finance, a combination of information about specific terms, specific areas of real estate and the mortgage and finance world, as well as key interviews with players in the industry to give us the most up-to-date looks as to the current state of the real estate and mortgage markets. And why is this so important? Because it's a wealth builder. Because it's, you know, we all need a place to live. It is certainly one of the largest driving forces in wealth creation and in any economy, whether it's the United States or anywhere around the world. So today's topic is a real tidbit. It's part of our real tidbit series where we, we jump into a specific topic. And today's topic is federal, is foreign investors in real estate in the U.S. It's a, it's a broad topic and we're not going to get to all of it, but I am going to take a few minutes to kind of go through some of the basics for those of you that either are looking to do a transaction with a foreign buyer or seller here in the United States, or if you're one of the new many new people I've met just in the last 30 days from the Middle East or from South America, and you listen in on today's podcast wanting to know, what are the implications of me wanting to invest in real estate in the United States? And, and so there is a lot of considerations, and we'll just get into the basics of it. Well, let's talk about it from what a a term that many real estate brokers, real estate closing agents, real estate mortgage officers have heard of 
and they're familiar at the drop of a tongue, but may not really know all of the details. And that is called FERPTA. And FERPTA is the, um, you know, the pronunciation for F-I-R-P-T-A, the Foreign Investment in Real Property Tax Act. Now, that's really kind of what set the standard for modern-day tax implications for the last 42 years. It was the Foreign Investment in Real Property Tax Act of 1980, 42 years ago, enacted Subtitle C of Title 11 of the Omnibus Reconciliation. It is a U.S. tax law that imposes income tax on foreign persons disposing of U.S. property, real property interests. And, you know, to explain that, why that's important, why I mentioned that first as we get into the conversation is this is probably the closest that any American real estate investor or real estate vendor will come to a, to dealing with a foreign investor or foreign investment. So, and it's something that real estate brokers across the country are, are, are required to learn about is the FERPTA. And basically the, you know, the disposition, which is the sale of a U.S. real property interest by a foreign person, a non-U.S. citizen is subject to the FERPTA income tax withholding. FERPTA authorizes the United States to tax foreign persons on the dispositions of U.S. property real interests. So where this gets, what does this mean? Well, obviously, if you're an investor in real estate, whether you're an American citizen or a foreign citizen, you understand that you will be subject to capital gains taxes on the sale of that real estate, assuming that you've held it more than a year, you you will be subject to ta- capital gains taxes on that real estate, no matter what, whether you're a U.S. citizen or a foreign citizen. But what the FERPTA does is it instills an additional 10 to 15% tax for a foreign seller taking their money off out of the U.S. market through the sale of real estate. And it actually requires, so, so you, you know, there's a FERPTA form. So we, we see, we very commonly see this, you know, and when I grew up as a real estate broker in Florida. So a lot of the investors, of course, were South Americans or, or Chinese or Russians, and they could be buyers or sellers, but it really pertains more to the sellers being a foreigner. And it's an additional taxation. And in what it does, it's a taxation of up of 10 to 15% of the gross proceeds of the sale of a property. So if you bought something for $350,000 a year ago, and you sold it for $450,000 a year and one month day later, you would be subject to a $45,000 automatic withholding that's sent to the IRS, minimum of a $45,000 check pulled out of that $450,000 sale. Plus, you got to pay broke closing fees and, you know, 6%. 7% in closing fees, so another 28, 30,000. So even if your property has gone up a hundred thousand dollars in value in a year or two years or three years, it's very likely 
that all of that profit will get eaten up in taxes. So it does disadvantage a number of foreign investors, you know, who do ultimately look to sell. Now, if you're a high net worth foreign investor, you may decide that owning real estate in the US, you're going to own it forever. You're going to pass it down to your family. It doesn't matter. Well, there are some additional considerations because taxation on foreign investors, it does become an issue when it, when the estate laws kick in, which is another consideration for, for foreigners looking to invest and own U.S. real estate. You know, there is the, I'll give you some facts here. The gross estate, all U.S. property, which the decedent of the U.S. has an interest at the time of a non-U.S., non-resident foreign investor is taxed from 18 to 40% of the value in excess of $60,000 base exemption. So as a result, many for, for many foreign investors, the most important U.S. federal taxation, tax to consider is not even the FERPTA, but it's the U.S. federal estate and gift taxation issue. So, you know, if you, in other words, the time, just because you're a foreign investor that doesn't look to ever sell, you do have to consider setting up money in the U.S. for your decedents to cover the taxation because there is going to be a a state tax anywhere from 18 to 40% of the value of your real estate above $60,000. So you own a $5 million property in the United States and you own it free and clear. You're set from Argentina. When you pass away, unless you've got it set up, you know, if it's set up just in your name, when you pass away, it's subject to a state tax. So there are ways to get around this. Obviously, you know, there are complex trusts, there are LLCs, But even LLCs are still subject to state taxation, especially when it comes to foreign investors. So, you know, there are a number of ways that foreign investors can consider investing in U.S. real estate, right? That include direct investment in a foreign investor's name. And you can incorporate a domestic corporation. You might have incorporated off overseas, offseas, and then have that foreign corporation act as the investor. Or you could form a partnership limited liability company, which in turn makes the investment, or make it through some type of trust. So there are definitely pluses and minuses to each of these ways. It's not necessarily going to shield you from taxation. You still have to be considerate of the FERP to act and obviously the estate taxes. But let me get into it a little bit, a little bit. I'm going to illustrate a point here. The the foreign federal estate tax could get as high when you combine it with certain state taxes, by the way, it could be as high as 50%. So let's say you leave a $5 million property to your children in Buenos Aires. And like I said, there's an additional $60,000 exemption. $4.94 million will be subject to an estate tax. If that tax is, if that property is in, Beverly Hills, California, you know you're going to, it's 50% of that. That means two point, your kids are going to have to write a check for, for $2.4 million just to inherit that 
deceased relative's real estate portfolio. So something that obviously plays an important role. This is true, by the way, if you're an American citizen, you know, that's that owns real estate here, it's something to consider as well. But it's very cut and dry when it comes to foreign investors. And so, as I mentioned, the FERPTA Act of 1980 really just changed it all. It required real estate brokers are responsible for and real estate closing agents are responsible when they know that the foreign buyer, foreign seller is involved in a transaction, that they have to withhold at least 10% of the total sales price and, and submit those monies to the Internal Revenue Service. And there's a couple of exemptions to know about. I have a little FERP to flow chart I can walk you through. It's, you know, the question is, did you sell, if you're a foreigner and you sold your real estate in the U.S., if you are a non-U.S. resident, non-resident, non-citizen of the U.S., a foreign corporation. If you're not, if you're, you're obviously not subject to FERPTA. If you are, then there's one more question they ask you. Is the sales price that less than 300000 and will the property buyer use the property as a primary residence? If yes, meaning it's an under $300,000 sale, then you can slide under and not be subject to FERPTA. But you've got to get the U.S. tax ID. You've got to get your own U.S. tax ID number and file income tax return, you know, in order to avoid FERP to charges. But basically, any transaction over three hundred thousand, you're subject to an immediate ten percent withholding. And so this is an issue, you know. And then furthermore, where this becomes an issue for guys like myself that are in the fund investment business, where we're investing in all types of real estate products, not just real estate fee simple, but mortgages and notes and obviously, you know, multifamily properties, you know, kind of judgments that sit in first lien position. That might be when we have a consideration to take on foreign investors, because if we take any $1 from an investor outside of the U.S., unless that money that money has to be subject to either a blocking system that's off, you know, a blocker, tax you know your tax attorney will advise you on something like that. But we really, the minute you start taking money from an overseas investor, you really do get subject you subject your entire fund to the scruples of the FERPTA and Foreign Investment Protection Act, the Foreign Investment Act. So, you know, there is one alternative that I want to make you aware of if you're a foreign investor and you want to be in the, you believe in real estate as a back, you know, to back your investments and your holdings, but you don't necessarily want want to deal with the taxation, ownership of the real estate, the management of the real estate. There is one kind of interesting loophole. I don't even call it, I don't know if you call it a loophole is that the interest income received from debt payments, like if you make a loan into U.S. investors or a loan to people in the U.S., and you you get interest income, that interest income received from the U.S. is not taxable in the United States. So that's one way a lot of those folks in the Middle East that, you know, are not looking for high returns, but they would, they're looking for asset protection 
or they're looking for, you know, non-taxed income is they structure their investments in real estate as loans to an American entity or an American sponsor who simply pays them back in straight interest. So that's also something to consider if you're an investor yourself and you're dealing with foreign investor, it's actually very favorable to them. Now, they who knows if they get taxed, that's up to them to know whether their country is going to tax them on their on the interest income they received from the U.S. investment. That's a whole other story. But that's something we didn't even talk about when we talked about the FERPTA, because what FERPTA really does is by locking in the fact that all foreign investors that are taking money out from selling U.S. property, taking money back to their country, they're all subject to this minimum 10% FERPTA, 10 to 15% FERPTA withholding. What that did was it created a situation where there's no exemptions whatsoever. And so many investors that are foreign investors have to consider it really double taxation. Because just because the U.S. started adopting this FERPTA regulation 42 years ago, it didn't mean that the Englands or the Spains of the world or the Argentinas of the world stopped taxing their own citizens as well. So, you know, that's another thing to consider as a foreign investor coming into the U.S. is that, you know, you may be subject to tax, double taxation. Now, with a good tax attorney and good lawyer's there's a lot of this that can be worked around and avoided and you can find, you know, more interesting ways to structure it. Like I said, the, you know, the simple idea of offering your investment in a piece of real estate as a loan and where you're being paid the interest and then you'll get the principal back when the real estate sells that, you know, that alone could be, you know, a way to avoid certain taxation, but there's a lot of ways to do it. What's also important is for our American audience is to know that when you're dealing with a foreign investor, whether they're the buyer or seller, especially if they're the seller of U.S. real estate, that, you know, these these considerations are obviously in play. And, you know, it's also something to consider if you're a fund manager who is looking to take money from folks overseas. So that's our real tidbit for today, talking about foreign investment. In real estate in the United States, FERPTA, what is it? I love the term. Today's real tidbit was FERPTA, foreign investment. I hope you enjoyed what you hear. If you do, make sure you tune in for the next one. We have a lot of exciting interviews and some great topics planned for 2023. If you have any ideas that you'd like to share with me on maybe people to interview or something you'd like to hear about, you can reach out to me at bill at billbymel.com. You find me on the web at billbymel, B-I-L-L-B-Y-M-E-L.com. And I'm always looking to hear from you. Please share with others if you like what you hear. And thanks again for listening to The Real Estate Lowdown. We'll see you next week. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.